Economics Radio is supported by Central Lakes College, Central Minnesota's premier community college. What would you think if I told you that economics is not just something found in the Wall Street Journal or on Fox Business? Economics is behind every choice we make. High school students use economics every day, usually without even knowing it. From AHS Studios, this is Economics, the podcast that explores the hidden side of high school. Technology, something that everyone has and no one fully understands. It's rare to see something go from humble beginnings to extreme societal implementation in the span of 45 years. Think about our modern world without the computing technology we have. It's almost impossible. Everything we know would collapse at the instance. We've morphed ourselves into this bustling society and it was only a matter of time before education adapted along with it. Around six years ago, our own Aiken High School made the transition to highly digital learning and provided every student and faculty member with their own laptop. Was this an economically viable decision for the price it costs, the added efficiency in production, and the learning of the students? Well, let's break it down a little. Funding is one of the most hot topic discussions regarding schooling. So let's start off by diving right into the taboo. Providing every single person in the building with a laptop comes with a hefty price tag. A rough estimate of 700 students and faculty going for a standard MSRP rate of about $1,000 gives off a rough cost of $700,000. Of course, this number is a little off. In speaking with our media center technologist, the school reached a contract with Apple providing a discounted price for a four-year commitment. It's like price discrimination, but seen favorably. The actual cost for this four-year batch of computers cost the school $592,411. Whether this allocation of resources went to good use is all up for personal decision. There's a plethora of opportunity costs here. Whether it's sporting facilities, bus upgrading, or building renovations, the school needed to weigh its options and decide what the absolute advantage was for the district. Now, there's no turning back. So, out with the old. Gone are the days of having a backpack weighing 30 pounds and a schedule planner that folds out. Textbooks are no more. Or, are they? It would seem natural that the swap to digital would encourage the low support of textbooks, but they haven't all died away yet. Instead, they have adapted to the new age as well. Psychology, sociology, American government, seemingly every class, except math, has switched to digital textbooks. And no need to worry about a triple-digit fee to access these books. All the ones we've used so far are open source. So, no matter how you cut it, the school needs to spend money on resources. For them, it was either new textbooks with a custom curriculum surrounding it, or a laptop system with flexibility. And it wouldn't hurt to bring up the topic of college preparedness. After all, one of high schooling's main goals is to prepare students for college. One of the unintended consequences of this transition was the massive exposure to a learning management system, or LMS, that is fairly universal across colleges and universities. I've seen this firsthand. I was doing an orientation at my preferred college, and I saw students using the same LMS as our high school. To paraphrase one of our principal's quotes, Our LMS has a big impact on learning. 
Students are given the ability to rewatch lessons at their leisure, which provides a wider margin to improve, especially for math classes. We have the opportunity to adapt to the college structure without setting aside any additional time, giving us the ability to use that time for other things. Now, we can't dredge on a decision already made. This is economics. It's time to analyze the present and prepare for the future. How can we maximize the efficiency of these new resources to obtain the best possible output? Well, for starters, we are not limited by the knowledge provided through a textbook that the school gives us. We have an unlimited amount of information directly at our disposal. To quote our principal directly, We have instant research at your fingertips. You can research just about anything. This can arguably provide more opportunities for student learning. It's almost second nature to look up anything you might not grasp fully. And that benefit could potentially be seen in our quality of education. In looking at the average GPAs for one of AHS's graduating classes, they went from 3.17 during sophomore year to 3.07 during junior year and then 3.21 during senior year. Now, a few things to keep in mind. This figure does not include one of six provided high school semesters, as there's no data for it. The COVID-19 pandemic occurred during this time span, which could have a massive impact on the numbers, and there is no GPA data predating the laptop program. So, just for good measure, I tracked the average GPA of a second graduating class, which has pre-laptop data, little COVID-19 impact, and all semesters accounted for. For the sophomore year, the average was 2.99. Then we got laptops, bringing the GPA down to 2.97 in the junior year, and then back up to 3.04 for the senior year. So there could be an argument made here regarding our access to these pieces of hardware, but the trend is admittedly very subtle. But remember, and this is extremely important, this could show correlation, not causation. But to cycle back a little, we should bring up the COVID-19 pandemic. In March of 2020, students were sent home for a few weeks while the school pondered how to handle learning. It was decided that the remainder of the 2019-20 year and the first half of the 2020-21 year were exclusively remote learning. A normal day of school consisted of our original schedule, with the difference being that we held video calls instead of in-person lessons. So all in all, not much really changed. We didn't miss out on important lectures thanks to those video conferences, and all of our assignments were already online in our LMS. Now, imagine if we didn't have access to these laptops. Buses would need to make daily trips to every student dropping off paper assignments with heavy reliance on textbook material. Feedback between student and teacher would be extremely difficult. Granted, some students did not have access to the internet. Quoting our principal verbatim, 15% didn't have internet access at home last year. Luckily, some of those students were provided with mobile internet boxes, which could provide them access to the internet. But there were a bunch of other options available too. The school opened up their parking lots for students to come in and stay in their car and use the school's Wi-Fi to do their assignments for the day. And if they were unable to do that, the school struck an agreement with a bunch of different local businesses. Students could find a participating business closest to them and use their Wi-Fi for their assignments as well. So these laptops have made us highly efficient. But to an economist, we are not perfect. Ask yourself this. How many students at the school use their laptop for purely academic purposes? How many of them handle the additional responsibilities accordingly, like charging the batteries before class and avoiding insurance claims? Well, let's take to the hallways and find out. Hey, you. You. How often do you have to charge your laptop at school? Mm, like, maybe once a month? Uh, depends on what activities are going on, but probably like twice a week. How often are you playing games on your laptop? Uh, just about every day because I have online classes that are jokes. Um, 
I usually just play on my phone. I think I do it like three, maybe three hours per week. The rest of the time I normally do homework. Every day that I can in school because I've never assigned anything because this school sucks. How often do you use streaming services on your laptop at school? I don't. All the time, like every hour that I have when I'm in the media center, that's Again, what I do. Joke. I don't go to school, so never. Do you forget to charge your laptop at home? Yeah, all the time. It's a real problem. Every day. Um, I don't. Char I mean, I don't forget to charge it. <laughs> I'm so tired. So, yeah, we are not perfectly efficient. How could we fix this to reach our maximum potential? Well, the main issue here seems to be underutilization, students using laptops for personal reasons. There is no morality in economics, personal needs are not given. So, our solution is to simply increase the firewall and block anything not academic, both websites and programs. This will most definitely increase product efficiency. However, it's obvious this probably isn't a good idea. Run this idea by any student and they'll clench their fists quickly. But with all of this now said and done, we come back to the question of, has access to laptops benefited the school? Well, that answer will invariably change depending on who is being asked. There is no right or wrong answer. They've most definitely opened up the doors for additional learning opportunities. Heck, this podcast you are listening to wouldn't exist without this program. But again, the nature of opportunity costs is that it also locked away some other potential options. What those are, we currently don't know and we may never. But we might know what is coming up next. A possibility was discussed regarding a switch to tablets with keyboards. In paraphrasing our principal, students would be able to achieve everything they are currently able to with the added benefit of a touchscreen display at their disposal. Will this technology program adapt once more, or is there a comparative advantage out there awaiting discovery? I guess we'll just have to wait a few years. Well, I won't find out. <laughs> I'll be long gone. Thank you for listening.